Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk so much about uh, how this uh, Ford woman's life's getting turned upside down, how crazy it must be for her. How about how crazy it must be for Kavanaugh? Oh, please. He was yeah. through the hard part. He was to the, okay, just, you know, the rudimentary, we got to vote and do this. I mean, we're down to the, right. I'm going to be, and then all of a sudden, holy crap. Yeah. I got to sit there and testify about something I never did. I don't I don't even have any idea what they're talking about. Being the best judge he can be, coaching his little girl's basketball right. team, living a great life, right? Yeah, ugly times, ugly, ugly times, and who better to talk to about them than the great P.J. O'Rourke, who is the author of many fine books through the years, including one uh, that I read in my formative years. This is praise that makes a guy feel old, uh, Parliament of Horrors, which is a great eye-opener about the nature of government. P.J.'s new book is None of My Business. Uh, P.J. explains money, banking, debt, equity, assets, liabilities, and why he's not rich, and neither are you. Here he is, P.J. O'Rourke. P.J., how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. I, I love the description of your career as you were filing stories for Rolling Stone, Atlantic Monthly, Weekly Standard from uh, uh, countries and not the nice ones. Uh, my job was basically to watch people try to kill each other. Sounds like rewarding work. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, instructive work at the very least. And uh, it's how I learned economics. I mean, some people uh, study it in college. Some people learn in the school of hard knocks. Some people read it up on their own. Uh, I watch people kill each other always for economic reasons. Interesting. What did you learn from that experience? 
which would probably well, take always a book. ask in any situation, in, including some of the ugly political ones you were just talking about, who profits from this? Who profits from this? And then always remember that the profit isn't necessarily calculated in money, I mean, like it is for us normal people. Sometimes it's calculated in power. Sometimes it's calculated in fame. And even the good good people, the peacemakers and the aid workers, they're piling up treasure in heaven, aren't they? Oh, wow. Wow, that's that's interesting. So do you think our culture, whether, uh, you know, individuals in the country or our politics are uh, even more focused on that than they were back when you started writing about it? More, oh, no. uh, they've been debased in pretty much every way. Uh, the, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, the, the, the wonders of the Internet have really lowered the tone. I mean, it's uh, I look at this and I go, well, whose bright idea was it to put every idiot in the world in touch with every other idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's working. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the, the description you credit to your daughter in the book of uh, the Internet and social media was priceless. Do you, uh, do you have that in front of you, you recall? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm asking my millennial daughter, when she's still in high school, she's like 20 now and in college, but she's still in high school, I'm saying, honey, explain all this to me, expecting some sort of defense of of the Internet. Uh, uh, And she said, Dad, it's horrible. You don't understand how horrible social media is. It's like having a sleepover where everybody you know, whether you like them or not, comes to the sleepover and they won't go home. That's pretty good. Yeah, and and uh, the, uh, it's like the school debate team, except everybody from everywhere is on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sure are, yeah. And and the dumbest kid is president. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, do you man. think the democracy can 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 withstand this? I mean, will we get better? Will the next generation be good at weeding out uh, stuff that actually is fake news, crap stories, and weed out the idiots? And or or, or won't we? Oh, no, I think we will. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'll live to see it, you know, but in, in all due time. I mean, when, 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 when print, when movable print was invented and we got our first books, uh, it set off the 30 years' war, you know, between uh, 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 Bible-reading Protestants and, 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 and priest-loving Catholics, and all of Europe was torn to bits, which is worse than what's happening to us now, I think. And... Uh, uh, but eventually people began to sort out, you know, what in print made some sense and what in print did not make some sense. Um, but, I mean, we just have barely recovered from our addiction to television when along came the Internet. Right. You know, that's both uh, reassuring and horrifying. I mean, reassuring that we'll sort it out and horrifying that we're going to have to go through a really ugly period, which we're doing, apparently, uh, before we yes, get there. I'd say so. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I, I just consider staring into those screens to be looking uh, at the light coming out the devil's behind. Wow. Wow. That's a phrase worth memorizing. Uh, P.J. O'Rourke is on the line. The new book is None of My Business about money, banking, debt, etc. Hey, uh, listen, and we've talked a lot about money, banking, debt, the real estate crash, the uh, robber barons of Wall Street, etc. Not to come off as, you know, Robin Hood, but um, what's your view 10 years uh, down the line of, of all that ugliness back in 07, 08, 09? Well, you know, we, we should have let the darn thing just crash. You know, I mean, when, when, when the Hindenburg catches fire, you don't stand around pumping hydrogen into it. You know, you get out of the way. 
it would have been unpleasant, but it would have been brief. And one nice thing, actually, about the 2008 crash was at least there were real assets were involved. Now, the houses may have been wildly overvalued. The loans may have been worthless. But there was a house. When, the, when the, this Internet thing crashes, what will there be? I mean, if, if Amazon crashed today, what, what, would, what, what would there be left? You know, the, a list of phone numbers for UPS men. <laughs> well, and a lot of inventory, I guess. But, uh, but the well, whole... Maybe, you know, but I mean, the, the real trick to Bezos' real trick is not to keep any inventory. Uh, I mean, that is, it right. moves so fast that it's not really... It's not like Sears and Roebuck that had warehouses and warehouses full of this stuff. It goes pretty much from the people who make this, who are somewhere overseas, you know, to um, the U- UPS man flirting with my wife. <laughs> uh, your the subtitle of your book is "Why You're Not Rich and Neither Am I." Uh, the, uh, why aren't you rich? <laughs> well, stupidity and sloth would be. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we could hang out. <laughs> things aside, it's just incredible. If we count riches in a very modest way, and say what we really all want is to have the nice middle-class life that, say, I grew up with in the 1950s and the 1960s when my old man made $12,000 a year. And when you look at what it costs to replicate that uh, four-bedroom, two-bath, two-car, a week at the lake, uh, good schools, safe neighborhoods, when you look at what it costs, inflation-adjusted dollars for, uh, uh, to, to replicate that life today You've got to be rich, and all the more so if you insist on having double that life. That is to say, you get divorced, and so you've got two families that you're trying to provide the, the, this lifestyle for. Uh, the cost is phenomenal, way beyond the means of most of us. Yeah, P.J. O'Rourke uh, is on the line. The new book is is none of my business. Uh, at the same time, though, you know, I, I grew up in a, a house that's quite a bit smaller than the one I live in now, and and are typical in a lot of neighborhoods, and we seem to be quite happy, and I think we we had one car for most of my youth, and then finally two, and one was a pile of crap, but uh, I just think, well, <laughs> we and, you know, while it's simultaneously true that the rich have a higher percentage of income than they've had in many, many moons, um, at the same time, the poor are much more wealthy than the poor have been in human history. Oh, that's the truth. I mean, objectively considered, American poverty uh, is laughable by world historical standards. And not only that, but the poverty level, the official government poverty level, is equal to the median middle class income in, 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 if you adjust it for inflation in the 1920s. Wow. Just in the 1920s, you were middle class if you were at what's now the poverty level. But it's all perception. People don't, uh, people don't mind perceiving that the, that the economic system is difficult, but they do mind when they feel that it's grossly unfair. And when you, sort of, when you look at the Zuckerberg billions, the, it, it, it's very hard to keep... You know that the Zuckerberg's billions don't affect your economy. I mean, he's not taking it from you. And, and yet there is this feeling, an angry feeling. You realize he's the Antichrist, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you can tell by the way he dresses. Come on. Like, <laughs> Throw on a collar, idiot. Buy a necktie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? P.J. O'Rourke, I've been reading his books for years, as has Jack. I uh, guarantee you'll enjoy it. You'll probably learn something accidentally. The book is none of my business. P.J. explains money, banking, debt, 
equity assets liabilities and why he's not rich and neither are you. Hey, it's great to talk. I hope we can do it again soon. Good luck with the book. Hey, well, thank you. All right. It's been a pleasure. Got two LOLs out of me, I'll tell you. The the reason he's not rich. (laughs) Stupidity and sloth. That's a good one. (laughs) And the internet being, whose idea was it to connect all the dumb people together? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Parliament of Horrors, which was my favorite P.J. O'Rourke book and was number one on the New York Best Times bestseller list for a long time, it's still worth reading. The names have changed. Some of the names have changed, except in the Senate. Um, <laughs> but it, it reminds me, it's it's a much funnier version of um, uh, Rules for Dictators. Uh, oh, The Dictator's Handbook, which is a book I've been talking about for for a long time now. Um, and, and this town by Mark Leibovich, it kind of, those are like my troika of, oh, that's what politics is. Okay. And absolutely worth reading. You know, several people, including Jonah Goldberg in his, uh, recent book have made that, uh, reference to the 30 years war that, that, that occurred right after the printing press. Just all of a sudden, this dissemination of information, we weren't, people weren't equipped to handle it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this is happening. Well, it's not happening. Just because it's printed on paper doesn't mean it's happening. Well, now, just because it's on the Internet doesn't mean it's happening. But it could take a while to shake out, and it can be very ugly in the meantime. Mm-hmm. In fact, you might need 30 years' wars, about the right amount of time. You need a couple of generations to have lived to live with that their entire lives to figure out how to deal with it. Probably so, yeah. Oh my god. I'm hoping there aren't going to be a lot of burnings at stakes and sword slashing. I don't expect that, but it could be really really polarized and ugly and crazy. Oh, that'll never with happen. With people voting about <laughs> things that just aren't true. Right. Why did you come to the polls? Well, to prevent the uh, takeover of the Pope and the Bilderberg Group and the, right. and the Obama, Trump is Hitler and Obama's Kenyan. Obama wants to invade Texas. No, no, he doesn't. Right. Did well, a poor job of it. Have you been to Texas? The whole pizza place with the child sex. No, that's not happening. No. It'll take a while to figure that out. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Why did Tom Arnold get into a fist fight with the guy who used to run The Apprentice, Mark Burnett? Who cares why? I'm just glad it happened. There could be something Thank there. Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hillary Clinton has written a really long piece for the Atlantic. Of course, I repeat myself; all their stuff is. But do you about about why American democracy in crisis and how Trump is ruining America is basically what it is? And uh, do you write that if you're not at least thinking about running for president? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you do. I refuse to engage in the question. I don't think you do. That would be so wild. If she thinks she gets another bite at the apple, she is crazy. Uh, her I party wonder. won't her party won't have her. I can't believe she would even think that. Does she read That's the how newspaper? delusional she is? Right. Um so uh Emmy's here tonight. I will definitely watch the first fifteen minutes or so because uh Colin and Che from Saturday Night Live. Che Guevara. The news honest. guys. They'll be doing the jokes, and uh, a couple of reasons why I like that. One, they always were more willing 
to at least make one jab at their side than a Stephen Colbert is. Mm. And two, remember toward the end of the Saturday Night Live season, they were falling all over themselves to show how much they got the message that they've been too one-sided. So I think there's a decent chance Mm. of some jokes pointed at everybody tonight. Plus, I think they're funny. Anyway, with the enemy, em, the enemies. Yes, the, enemies. the right of decency. <laughs> oh, That's correct. Freudian slip. God, you are just you're you're too young for this, but you really just need to sit in an armchair <laughs> with Fox on and yell at the television. <laughs> Tell you what, when I'm sitting in an armchair, ain't gonna be no news on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know what? Guitar in lap, squirrels cavorting in front of me. God, I'm not going to take in any of that crap when I'm older. But anyway. I'm going to be like that Buffalo Bulls uh, Bills player. F you. Good luck. I'm leaving at halftime. If you didn't hear that story, guy actually retired at halftime, didn't tell anybody. He just left. You know what would be cool? See ya. Some point in my life. (laughs) I'm retired. I wonder if I could pull this off at some point in my life to where I don't (laughs) know who the president is. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, like, you know, 8.23 in the morning, some morning. You know, you can, we'll get to the end of the segment. Marshall's got the news next, and Jack isn't here for the beginning of the news. I'm thinking, well, I wonder where he is. Then he's not here for the the middle, or the end, or the next segment, and you've retired. <laughs> no. Um, uh, young children will stop me from doing that. Um, yeah. uh, but no, at some point in, in old age, I wonder if like, I could get to the point. Where I don't even know who the president is. Become that detached. <laughs> That's a beautiful goal. It is. So tonight on the Emmys, who should win? What show should win? Best drama or best comedy? Uh, best drama, I believe that the Americans should win. Um, there, It is uh, among the best shows that I've ever seen. It has long been overlooked by a is lot of... Is that the of... one you watched? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of starting again from the beginning. I, I haven't seen it. So I don't have any idea what it's even about, so I might have to check it, it out. It is great. It's essentially Melania Trump's origin story. About... Oh, stop it! <laughs> it's, it's about deep cover Russian agents trying to subvert all that is good. Sounds pretty good. And it's it's wonderful, and it's worth the, the ticket to admission just for the wig budget alone. The, the wigs and the facial hair prosthetics <laughs> oh, the, that they do the on the show. Mo- Mustaches are masterful, yeah. What should win Best Comedy? uh, Best Comedy, I believe, should be Atlanta. This is the Donald Glover-created and starred-in show on FX. Uh, It is my favorite new show of the past probably five-ish or so years. I absolutely love it, and uh, I think it's worthy of uh, all the praise. Um, Episode one involves Cat Williams having a pet alligator uh, with the cops being called on a domestic dispute and how the alligator plays in, and it, it just gets crazier from there. I like this one. An alligator? Wow. <laughs> and the only other uh, category we ask for from you, even though you've got all the categories at your blog uh, with pictures and all that sort of stuff. Is it a blog? Do we call it a blog? Yeah, this is the, the Positive Sean blog, yes. Okay. Uh, how does one find that? Did we mention that? Uh, you can just go to the Armstrong and Getty Radio uh, fantastic. website uh, for some reason. Which is armstrongandgetty.com. For some reason, Positive Sean Katz also redirects to, <laughs> nice. to this blog. I don't know how or why that happened. But what yeah. should win the best late night show or whatever that category is? I feel like it's, it still belongs to Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Well, I, what's I, that insane category that's like uh, uh, comedy, variety, circus? <laughs> variety <laughs> Talk Series is what it's called oh, now. okay. That's a better name than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is your various late night shows, yeah. your Samantha Bee's daily yeah. shows. Stuff I only like that. I only take in clips now and then, but I think John Oliver is the uh, is the uh, the gold standard with all that. But I heard there's a guy with a book out. We might have to talk to him talking about uh, modern media and uh, all that sort of stuff. But anyway, he mentioned how what Johnny Carson used to do for his monologue versus what people do now, mm-hmm. and uh, and how. He believes, according to people he talks to, he claims that like Stephen Colbert comes in with a political agenda and then 
and then forms a monologue around what story I want to highlight and the point of view I want to get out, sure, as opposed right. to just joke, 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 joke. Yeah. And it's more a political speech with applause breaks, the modern... And that would explain why we can't come up with jokes to play like we used to. We used to have like 15 jokes every morning to play. We can't come up with any more because they don't even really write jokes. It's just it's political commentary with applause breaks. Right. Some of it cleverly worded. It gets a chuckle. Which is fine. You get to do that. And if you get an audience, a good way to make a living. Well, and as we were discussing last week, we've gone from a country where people pick their politics based on their personal characteristics to now they pick their politics and design their personal characteristics around that. And, you know, I would suggest when Johnny Carson was at his height, uh, the jokes you'd want to make are about the foibles of humanity and the shows we watch and just the people that we are as opposed to politics because politics was such a small part of the people that we were. And now Mm. that's been flipped on its head, so you make jokes about politics. So who have you been following on the, the, the TV shows this morning? Uh, Marshall, because the, the, the Ford woman's lawyer has been on right. a couple of different shows. <laughs> right. Variety of, you know, heavyweight former prosecutors and TV lawyers talking about this. And, and she is basically saying over and over and over again, let's testify. We're willing. We've not Bring seen this Ford woman's face yet, have we? Mm, no. Yes. yes. I have seen a picture of her. Yes. But she's not on TV anywhere. No, uh, okay. I haven't seen that. What's coming up in your news? Well, Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh is at the White House as both he and his accusers say, as I said, let's testify. And my friends, get ready for cannabis Coca-Cola. God, what do we do with a full-on he said, she said? You did too. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. 35 years old and drunk as well. Oof. Uh, Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. across the best exercise slash health news I think I've ever come across. Wow. In an article in the New York Times over the weekend. Gimme, gimme. I'm, I'm going to start implementing it into my life immediately. I'm so excited. Oh, speaking of lifestyle, I'm going to interview myself. Did you watch your favorite football team over the weekend? No, I did not. Why? Because I forgot it was on. And I'm a guy who used to watch the entire game and sometimes the second half twice. And then I would zap through the games of like all the West Coast teams, not only so I could mention them on the air, but because I liked it. I just forgot football was on yesterday. Hmm. That should terrify the NFL. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is at the White House this morning as he battles an allegation of sexual misconduct. It's not known who Kavanaugh is meeting with right now. He did put out a new statement today calling it a completely false allegation. The federal judge saying he has never done anything like what the accuser describes to her or to anyone. And it is utterly unknowable. The truth on either side, or if it's somewhere in the middle, and will never be known. That's the problem, that even if it's true, what do we do as a nation going forward? If this would derail him, how are you ever going to get anybody through? They'll do you always mean based be... on the standard of something stupid you did as a drunk 17-year-old? If or... a story about something that happened decades ago, a one-person account, can keep you off the Supreme Court, how would anybody ever end up on the Supreme Court? Because you always have an opposition party. 
You always have an opposition to whoever it is, either Democrats or Republicans, really don't want that person on the court. Right. They'll always come up with something. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is so complicated. We talked about it at length earlier in the show. You know, you lived a little different lifestyle than I did in high school. You know, I was in an urban area, and I was always kind of a rule tester and rebel and the rest of it. Um, Amazing, I know. Um, But I am absolutely certain that if I were to see a, a videotape... Of a drunk 17-year-old me, I would disavow and be disgusted by virtually every single aspect of that. That would not reveal me as a uh, as a man, a professional, a husband, a father, a volunteer, a coach, the rest of it, now in my 50s. That would not show what I was really like. That would that'd be a repugnant display of youthful stupidity. And I'm not defending what he's accused of if indeed it happened. It's that's terrible behavior right. to frighten a woman like that, whether you're wasted or not. It's absolutely terrible. Um, but it's just, you add to that the fact that it is 100% unknowable what happened. It's just too murky, too misty. So the other guy that was in the room, yeah. there were three people in the room, right. her, Kavanaugh, and, and I, this drunk buddy of his who went on to be, who is a well-known writer. Right. Right. Which also is an interesting story straight out of uh, this town about power and, and certain families and certain schools and all that sort of stuff. Um, how everybody ends up. You you didn't go to Georgetown Preparatory Academy? Where everybody apparently right. ends up either a Supreme Court justice or a Washington Post columnist. Right. But um, this guy wrote a book about yes. his drinking uh, after he quit drinking and mentions Kavanaugh in the book. About how drunk they would get and how Kavanaugh threw up on a car and fell down and passed out here and right. there and everything like that. And I'd be thinking, dude, you want to, you know, write about your drinking past now that you sobered up? That's fine, but yeah. leave my life out of it. Yeah, that's uncool. And he used a a, uh, a different name, but he called right. the character O. Kavanaugh, yeah. and they were known to be best friends. Oh, and good they were, cover. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. As for his... Then there's my buddy Jack O. Armstrong, who'd get hammered. <laughs> right. What the hell? Kavanaugh noted he's willing to sit down with tech, uh, senators and refute the allegation from 36 years ago. As for his accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, she says she is willing to testify to the senators. Her lawyer says they know the questions are going to be tough. John Dickerson asking the attorney, How does one find the balance there between asking probing questions and not seeming like you're doubting the accuser uh, or doubting anybody's ability to come forward with an accusation? Well, uh, I think intention matters. I think if we are trying to really engage in an inquiry to get at the truth, uh, a highly politicized environment such as the one we're in is not designed to do that. All right, here's my problem. Her 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 premise is all wrong. There will be no finding the truth. Not only is it unlikely, it's impossible. It is an impossibility unless that we will, quote-unquote, find the unless truth. Unless a videotape showed up, and, and well, right. it ain't going to. Well, right, and there are a hundred ways her memory might be faulty. Read a little bit about the frailty of human memories, how they evolve through the years. We talked about this earlier. You ask people in 1965 where they were when they found out Kennedy was shot, ask them five years later, huge numbers of those answers change. Moon landing, same thing. Where were right. you when you watched it? But times, but we're in an interesting time. So we went from a period of time, a long period of time, where nobody ever believed the woman. Believe, right. You know, see Bill Cosby or, or she whoever. asked for it or whatever. So we, now we always believe everybody. 
Yeah. And that's just the climate we're in, and the Republicans are going to have to be really careful with yep. that, yeah. uh, just from a political standpoint. Coca-Cola might be getting into the cannabis drinks business. Bloomberg TV's reporting the world's biggest beverage company is talking with Canadian marijuana producer Aurora Cannabis about developing drinks laced with CBD. Would you rather have your high school kid drinking a can of Coke every single day or smoking marijuana now and then? Health-wise? Well, well I'll bet you're better off with the marijuana. High school is no, probably the soda still, yeah. Absolutely, the Coke. But if it's CBD, it's not intoxicating. Right. It just has various mm. health benefits, people allege. Right. And and is sugar water be... is indefensible, so no wonder they're getting into cannabis. That's my point. we got to <laughs> yeah. outlaw the sugar water. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Pass a law against anything that fizzes. Yeah, good, good idea. <laughs> as you were saying, Call Joe, it fizz law. As, as you were saying, Joe, uh, the, the company is busy trying to diversify its product line as sales of soda continue to decline worldwide. Because mm. it's liquid death. And there's just no reason for it. There's no reason to drink a can of pop or let your kids drink cans of pop. How about it tastes incredible with pizza? (laughs) That's a pretty good reason. That is. That's your news. Up, Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Can we get a root beer exemption? (laughs) (laughs) I do like a good root beer. That's the only soda I'll go to. That's my one weakness. Yeah, root beer is good. Oh, yeah, more weaknesses than that, Sean. In terms of the sugar water. Would you like him to list them for you? <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Uh, we got a break. Tom Arnold getting in a fight with the producer of The Apprentice could mean something. Wow, that's crazy. Hmm? Oh, what's that super great health thing? Yes, I'm so excited about this. I I'm on board, am. whatever it is. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So it was an Emmys party, and the producer of The Apprentice, Mark Burnett, was there, and Tom Arnold was there, and they got into a shoving match of some sort. And uh, don't really have any more details on that. Um, Tom Arnold tweeting out, Mark Burnett just went ape-ass and choked me at his huge Emmy party, then ran away. I'm waiting for LAPD. Wow. Um, Remember, Tom Arnold is claiming or trying to find the tape from The Apprentice where Trump drops N-bombs. <clears throat> Right, he, 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 right, his, his show is kind of in quest of that, which is odd. In search of um, Trump M-bombs. W- why wouldn't apprentice. you just, like, try to find it and not make a show of it? It's got a little bit of a publicity, you know, thing, perhaps. A little? <laughs> Maybe he's just claiming this. Or he could have gotten Burnett's face about the whole N-bomb thing and Burnett just finally had enough. Well, it's like the Alex Jones thing. You poke Marco Rubio till he says, back off, dude, or I'll take care of this. Oh, you're going to fight me. I've been threatened by a senator. I right. mean, come on. What an a-hole move. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Arnold, the great Tom. Come on, Michael. What Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. What are we paying for? In there. 
You're doing probably important stuff. So I'm weak as a lamb. Anybody who's fought me recently knows that. Mm. Um, so I was really excited about this uh, exercise news. It's unrealistic that I'm going to like lift weights the, the way I used to lift weights 30 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. Oh, yeah. For a variety of reasons, time being the number one. This is so what's so great about time. So they did this study. Generally, when you lift weights, and God, it turns out there's not really much science behind this. But when I lifted weights with all these dudes who claim they knew what they were doing, um, uh, you, you, you do three sets of, of however many, you know, six to eight for muscle mass, right. eight to ten for toning, whatever. Reps for bulk and weight for strength or whatever the hell. Yeah, and do three yeah. sets and, and or whatever of all these. And it takes you like an hour in the gym to get through all these exercises. They determined through doing a study with people who would do five sets, people would do three sets, and people would just do one set. If you lift to failure, and doing things to failure is really my wheelhouse. It's your trademark. <laughs> um, if you lift to failure with whatever exercise you're doing, you'll build the same amount of strength as the people that did three sets and the people what? who did five sets. I'll be damned. You just have to lift to failure. So you can't do it anymore. So I could do push-ups till my arms are shaking and I can't do anymore in yeah. just one set. Oh, my God. Yes. And get I'm going to drop and give you three right the, now. The group that did five sets built more muscle mass, but they weren't any stronger uh, than the other two groups. And then right. the sets of three and the, and the sets of one had the same. But everybody got the same amount of strength. So if you're if you're competing for a Mr. Universe thing, you need to do the, yeah, the sets yeah. to try to get the, the definition in the bulk. But if I just want to, and as you get older, you just want to hang on to strength, really. Right. You want to stop the deterioration. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, just do sit-ups, deep knee bends, do whatever, until you can't do them anymore. How long deep would that knee take? Bends. Whatever you're going to do. And a one, two, <laughs> one, two. <laughs> I'm, Dick, I'm Dick Van Dyke all of a sudden. Yeah, no kidding. Um, anyway, what, whatever, get the idea. Whatever yeah. you're going to do, some curls. Just until you can't do them anymore, Planks. and you're done. You've done as much as you need to do. I'll have a six-pack abs, finally. And finally. You, and you could do that. It says here you could go through all the body parts in 13 minutes. I'm not going to do all the body parts. Legs. Who, do, <laughs> who cares about legs? Feet. You, you want tiny, skinny little legs. Right. In a giant <laughs> upper body. <laughs> but if I just do as many push-ups as I can until I can't do them anymore, do this, a couple of that, you're done. You could be done in like five minutes. What's a, what's a good leg exercise for the, the aging gentleman? I mean... <laughs> Just walking is great. Like just well, if I walk to like collapse, oh, that's it's going to take all day. <laughs> walk, you can't uh, walk anymore. Body right. weight squats, taking stairs when you can. I mean, not again, not to failure. I suppose in this, yeah. in this again, scenario. failure being the How key about, for me. So I'm just kind of tired and don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Why did they just figure that out now after all those squats. years in the gym? What was I doing? I'm good at squatting. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not good at squatting. My parts don't work so well anymore. How much time do we have, Michael? We have a fair amount of time, don't we? Yeah, you do. I'm surprised by that. Okay. Um, eh, I got that. That's too serious. I don't know. I was a little concerned over the weekend. Uh, Judy and I were up at the walled compound in the woods, and I just I flipped through news a little bit. Husbanding weapons. Oh, and ammunition. That's right. Um, and I was a little concerned by the headlines I scanned in that, um, recently, it was just a few days ago, they confirmed the first fatal cougar attack, or, or mountain lion, if you prefer. Over, overly tan 40-year-old woman. <laughs> or puma, if you prefer that. Chardonnay bottles, as far as the eye could see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Killed by Chardonnay. No, the first confirmed mountain lion attack, perhaps, uh, or uh, fatal attack, 
perhaps in the history of Oregon. Oh, really? As far as anybody knows, poor gal. Uh, yeah, it was chewed up by a, a puma. Um, meanwhile, a couple of hunters attacked and eaten by a grizzly. One guy survived, one guy didn't, and I think Montana. Because he was a faster runner. And, exactly, just outran me. And And then... First fatal shark attack off the coast of Massachusetts since 1936. Oh, the animals which, are rising up against us. Well, that's where they're in league. Wasn't that the uh, the attacks that that inspired Jaws? Mm-hmm. That was off the coast of Massachusetts. Yeah, which inspired the killing of many, many thousands of sharks, which is absolutely terrible. But um, and the most horrifying donkey attack ever caught on tape. That happened. <laughs> Why were sharks killed after Jaws? Because uh, people were afraid of them and considered them a, a remorseless uh, human murdering really? machine. Yeah, yeah. That combined with the utterly indefensible, idiotic, sick, and stupid practice in Asia of shark fin soup because it's supposed to give you X, Y, Z, and as always, a better boner. And so they just catch sharks by the hundreds of thousands, lop off their fins, and toss the rest of them back in the ocean for oh. the soup. Just sickening. It's it's a combination of the pig ignorance of the Middle Ages with the uh, capabilities of 21st century fishing. And the lust for, you know, better boners. Well, yeah, which I understand. Sean, wise guy, how many deep knee bends can you do? Yeah, uh, They're not supposed to be good for you. They're, they're bad for your cartilage. Right. All the better reason for him to do them. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll do these till the end of the show. <laughs> oh, really? Till you failure. Would, you'd All never day. get tired yeah. of that. Let's go, baby. Ten bucks says you don't. Come on. Keep I'm going. Not, I'm not sure I could do two. You're getting down. How? How? What's the angle of your knees at the lowest I part? I think your Almost thighs. Parallel? Your thighs About parallelish. Yeah. Your okay. thighs are supposed to be parallel. Oh, you know what we used to do in basketball 10. practice in middle school? Uh, it's not a question of how many. It's till failure, Michael. Yeah. Till he collapses weeping. Failure's a mindset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In about 20 minutes, that's, it won't be. That's pretty impressive, Sean. You're still doing neat. Very good. He's a very fit young man. Yeah. yeah remember back in uh, like basketball practice, we Can had, I did climb up on your shoulders? No, I'm already starting to feel it a little bit. <laughs> when you sit against the wall with your, with oh, your yeah. thighs at 90 yeah. degrees. Chair so, time! That's, par- what the, that's what the wrestling coach would yell. Oh, really? Yeah. Make Parallel a chair. To the floor. Make yourself a chair. Make a chair. All right, I'll need a hardwood and some <laughs> some hardware. Sanders. 30. Yeah, yeah. He's at the 30? All right. That's a lot of deep knee bends. I know I can't do 10. Those are shallow knee bends. I'm not impressed. Of course, my patellas would go shooting across the room. I'll oh, be please. laying down most of the rest of the day. That's how I can get away with this. <laughs> well, you will know, be the... so sore tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, no the, reason, the reason that that's such good news, the back to the uh, weightlifting thing and or exercise thing, is, is a buddy of mine who's super into fitness pointed out, when you're young, it's about your muscles. When you're older, it's about your joints. It's about your tendons and your joints. Your joints can't take... Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll I eat 4,100 calories a day, but by God, I'll work out. Still haven't done it to failure yet. How many is that, Sean? Uh, I don't know. Michael? About 60. I've done lots of things to failure. Marriage, radio career soon enough. <laughs> sure. I can do lots sure. of things a to failure. A variety of projects and <laughs> hobbies. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. good news. I tried to make a joke at a banquet once that, well, that was till failure. Oh, boy. Still sweat when I think about it. Yeah, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Life's better with American Family Insurance. 
Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.